Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here as always with K Fabulous. Hey. And this is AEW Weekly. This is your weekly source for all things All Elite Wrestling. And that is our dog lapping up water in the background. So we're going to get into some uh, results. We're going to get into some uh, rankings. We're going to get into some storyline talk. We're going to get into some opinions. We're going to get into a lot of stuff here. Some bad jokes. Some good jokes probably too. Um, Unlikely. No. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's get right into it with some uh, match results. AEW Dynamite, November 8th, 2023, Portland, Oregon. And this was a good crowd, good wrestling crowd in Portland. They appreciated having AEW in Portland. Uh, MJF is on with Tony Schiavone. Uh, He gets a video chat from Adam Cole, who tells MJF to pick Samoa Joe as his partner, defending their Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles at the pay-per-view full gear. MJF says he won't use him. Uh, Brian Danielson appears. MJF asks if he's getting a sports entertainer or professional wrestler. You meant Daniel Garcia. I meant I meant Daniel Garcia. That is who I meant. Daniel Garcia appears. MJF asks if he's getting a sports entertainer or professional wrestler. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Garcia says MJF is getting the professional wrestler. Roderick Strong and the Kingdom arrive, with Roddy shouting for Adam! (laughs) Roderick Strong turns to the camera after being denied by MJF and says, it's time to remind everybody just who I am. And that's a a fun start to Dynamite. MJF Mm. has so many uh, storylines going on right now. I love it. Love it. We've got Samoa Joe wanting a, another shot at the world title. But MJF, of course, still wanting to get, you know, he, he has the world title match with Jay White at full gear. Mm-hmm. And Jay White still has the physical belt. Of course, he's mm-hmm. not the champion, but has the physical belt that MJF wants to get back from Jay White. Uh, and And he's defending the world title against Daniel Garcia here. And then you have Adam Cole, his his friend, and Roderick Strong in the kingdom still trying to get uh, his his friend Adam back from MJF. So you got a lot of storylines going mm-hmm. here with MJF. You also got the Wardlow going after him. Right. You got the stuff with the Acclaims, uh, and Max Caster being obsessed with him. And Daddy S. And Daddy S, yes. Right. When I say the acclaimed, I just group him in with the acclaimed. I don't ever think of him as separate, you know? Like, to me, the acclaimed is three people, which I know is inaccurate. But can I say one thing that uh, MJF said during his promo before Adam called that I thought was an interesting way of looking at things? Uh, he said, three seconds is all it takes to end a world title reign. And while I recognize that they have to pin someone for three seconds, uh, it never occurred to me that, like, he's right. That's all it takes. It's like in three seconds, your title reign can be over. I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. 
Um, so, first up, we have the AEW World Title Match. Surprising they put this on first, but champion MJF against Daniel Garcia. Uh, pretty good match. Pretty darn good match. These two went back and forth, and they had me believing a little that Garcia might win. Just a little. Just a touch. That's because you're a fool. No, no, no. Yeah, you got duped. No, just a touch, you know? What? Just a touch. That's crazy. Zero percent chance is what he went in there with. No, no. Yeah. I thought they might pull a little surprise, you know? I thought they might. I just had a little feeling that they might pull a little surprise. For some reason, I had that feeling. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, so MJF hit a hammerlock DDT. Nice looking move for a two count on Garcia. Uh, Garcia hit a pile driver on MJF. He hit a one-armed pile driver on MJF. It was crazy impressive. Yeah, that was before the hammerlock DDT. I'm sorry. Garcia hit a pile driver, and then MJF hit the hammerlock DDT for the two count. Uh, and then Garcia had on the Dragon Tamer, his version of a sharpshooter. But MJF escapes it and puts Garcia in an armbar, and Garcia taps out to the armbar. Uh, very good match. I give it four and a half bones. This was the match of the night for Dynamite. Uh, very good title defense by MJF. And, yeah, we got Daniel Garcia, the professional wrestler. Uh, MJF attempts to shake Garcia's hand after the match, but Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange prevent him from doing so. And... MJF, you know, disappointed he that Garcia won't shake his hand. And then MJF stay, stays in the ring to celebrate. So, pretty pretty good match to open here. He uh, needs more friends. MJF? Yeah, because he stayed in the ring to celebrate by himself. Well, what, people don't usually run out of the back to celebrate with the champion. No, but so you can have people accompany you, like... Kulan Ange and uh, Daddy Magic did for Daniel Garcia. Yeah. I just want him to have friends. He's such a nice guy now. Jeez, is he? <laughs> he is. Okay. <laughs> when he's revealed to be the devil, we'll see if you still feel that way. What? That would be so dumb. Because he's already the devil. We're going to reveal that the devil is the guy who's claimed to be the devil and has been wearing the devil mask for the last two or three years? That's who the secret devil is? That would be stupid. Well, no, because the fans have been kind of convinced that he's not the devil because the devil has been going after his friends, like the acclaimed and daddy ass. Well, now they have. Yeah. But prior to that, they were going after his enemies. And then went after Jay White, yeah. So. But we've also seen... MJF on stage and it cuts away to a video of the devil. But we, yes, I recognize it could be pre-recorded. But that just is, the big reveal is going to be it's the guy who you knew was the devil the whole time. Well, there's that quote that the the greatest trick the okay. devil pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So 
That could be what they're going with if it's MJF. People love that quote. I, I can... People love that quote. I can tell you, I will personally be disappointed if it's MJF. I would love for it to be someone else. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm t- yeah I agree. Um, but I think there's a, ch- a good chance it's MJF. A good chance? There's a good chance it's MJF. No, I think there's a chance, but a disappointing chance. <laughs> like, like that would be... It would be disappointing. Yeah, I want it. I really want it to be someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, physically, Mess, that's, messing that's not, around. Physically, that's not MJF wearing that mask. Like the body is not an MJF body. Yeah. True. So I will feel deceived as a fan, and not in a fun way. But as a, you're lying to me. I know that's not MJF. Kind yeah, it's of way. a little person. It's a smaller person. It's yeah. an Adam Cole type person. Yeah. I, if if I had brain. to, if I had to guess right now, I would say it's Adam Cole. I would also, if I had to guess right now, I would say it's Adam Cole. And he even does the devil even does the Adam Cole the head head, head, head raise. raise. Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the biggest clues, I think. You know, it could always be CM Punk. And it could always be CM Punk. And that would be the biggest swerve in years in wrestling. It would be glorious. It would be a big big thing, yeah. It would be a big deal. (laughs) So we'll see. Um, So Mark Briscoe now cuts a promo on Jay White. Uh, They're the main event tonight. Uh, talking about how long he's known him. And they show matches from Ring of Honor past, showing a very different-looking Jay White. Mm-hmm. He's got a baby face. Yeah. And uh, the main event tonight, if Mark Briscoe beats Jay White, he gets the title shot at full gear. So it could end up being MJF versus Mark Briscoe. Got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But in theory, yes. Yeah. This was a good promo. Mark Briscoe, I'm so glad he's back. Yeah. I missed him. Yeah. I love him. He's delightful. He's fun in the ring. He's good in the ring. And on the mic, he's just like a crazy ball of energy. I love him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's great. He's great. Glad he's back. Uh, up next, we have a tag team match. It's a squash match. Sting and Darby Allen continuing Sting's retirement tour. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen get the tag team win. They beat the Outrunners. And what are the Outrunners' names again? They are Truth Magnum and Turbo Floyd. I love it. Yeah, I love it. You gotta like the Outrunners. <laughs> you do. They feel like they came right out of like nineteen ninety one. Yes. Their look, their costumes. I mean, just their everything. Uh, their gear, I guess we call it now nowadays. Yeah. Their gear, we call it, not costumes. But they get the loss to Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, Shivani is with Women's World Champion Hikaru Shida and Tony Storm, and it's black and white. Uh, Shida asks, "What happened to you?" <laughs> and uh, Tony Storm. Uh, calls Hikaru Shida Hikaru. And Shida says that she's going to win their match at full gear. Uh, Tony Storm tells Shida, chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. 
but she and she's about to throw a shoe at Sheeta, but Sheeta knocks away the shoe. And this was all uh, just they were doing a contract signing while do, they were doing all this business mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Tony Schiavone in black and white. Can I tell you a quote that I liked? Okay. Tony Storm says she couldn't make history, so she became history. Yeah, that was pretty I liked good. It, yeah. yeah. And Hickaroo, so funny. Hickaroo, that was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Tony Storm character is is great, and the the addition of Luther as her butler, really fantastic. Mm-hmm. He he adds a lot. Just his presence, yeah, handing her things, taking things from her, mm-hmm. just his presence as a as a as butler? a servant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just adds a lot to her character. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, up next, we have Swerve Strickland, accompanied by Prince Nana, taking on Penta El Zero Miedo, accompanied by Alex Eberhantes. Adam Page is banned from ringside. Oh, is that right? That is correct. Oh, okay. Uh, Swerve tries to rip off Penta's mask immediately. He said he was going to do that before the match, and he held true to what he said. Uh, Penta hit a sick Canadian destroyer from the top rope to the ring apron on Swerve. Uh, Swerve missed a 450 splash. Uh, Swerve did a maneuver that looked to have broken Penta's arm. Uh, but of course he just, he clapped while he did it to, to simulate a snap. But it was a very, very convincing maneuver. Then Swerve hits a top rope stomp, and that got him the pin and the win. Uh, this was a good match. Uh, I We watched a Dynamite twice this week. The first time I saw it, I, I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about this match, but the second time, I, the first time I saw it, honestly, I didn't pay that much attention to it. And the second time I saw it, I, I paid more attention to this match, and I, I liked it more. Uh, I gave this match four bones out of five. Good match. Um, I feel like this match, it took a while for them to get the, like, fire that we normally see from them. Yeah, I, I expected, and I still expected more out of them. I did too, Honestly, yeah. I expected, like, a four and a half bone match mm-hmm. out of them. Or maybe a five bone match, yeah. you know. I, 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 mean, I, I expected this to be, like... Possibly the match of the night. Yeah, correct. And it was like the third match of the night. Yeah, yeah. And it was still a good match. It was, yeah. It just wasn't as good as I expected or mm-hmm. hoped. Yeah. With these two and our level, consistent level of, of performing, I just expected like magic to happen. Yeah. And they, they got it going by the end. I feel like they found like their rhythm. Yeah. But by then it was like the match was more than halfway over. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hangman Page shows up with a steel chair and hits Swerve several times in the back. Uh, Page hit a dead eye on Swerve from the ramp through a table on the arena floor. And he they nearly missed the table. Uh, it was a awkward, awkward dangerous-looking spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was worried about Swerve, honestly, after, uh, but he seemed all right. Uh, but yeah, Page, Page is a man possessed after Swerve Strickland broke into his house, and Page, you know, was looking 
wild-eyed here. I, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, he's playing this well. He really yeah. is. He really is. Uh, this page in Strickland Feud has been hot. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. They've, they've both played it well. Yeah. Strickland's trying to play it cool, but Paige is like out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with anger. Uh, who are you, you going to be for in that match on the pay-per-view? I am 100% for Swerve. There's no question. I am for Swerve. I'm not sure who I'm for. What? I'm not sure. I'm That's not sure. crazy. Swerve is so good. They're both. They're both they're, great. They're both. They're both great. But yeah. Swerve is so good, and he needs this win. Yeah, it, you know? it would be a big win for him. It would be a huge win, especially since the last time he won, he had to cheat to win. You know. Yeah. Uh, Alex Marvez is with Bullet Club Gold. And Jay White says he's going to prove he's truly elite tonight against Mark Briscoe. I thought this was boring. Yeah? I wrote Jay White talking about graphs, really reinforcing the tofu comparison. Yeah. Like, it was just very bland. It was. I was like, why is he talking about graphs right now? Like... Well, because MJF was talking about graphs. Yeah, but when MJF's talking about graphs, it doesn't feel like you're in math class. When Jay White was talking about graphs, it felt like you were in math class. I agree. Yeah. Nothing nothing against math, but it doesn't <laughs> belong in my wrestling. Right. Oh, I agree. Not the best promo from Jay White here. Yeah. It was it was bland. Yeah, you said it. Uh next we get a street fight hype video. Mixed with a video game commercial. This was very confusing. Oh my god, I was so confused. Yeah, what was being advertised, I wasn't quite sure. Well, they never said at any point what the game was. It said it on the apron of the of the ring. Yeah, it's called, well, it's called Like a Dragon. So you're going to hear it a bunch. That's the mm. only time I'm going to say it. The Like a Dragon Street Fight. The Like a Dragon Street Fight is what this thing is. It's not a mouthful at all. But it's the it's like the, on the on the ring apron though it says like Like a Dragon the man who erased his name or so it's like how many words can they fit into this video game title? Yeah. But when when they started doing this promo I didn't know that that was a video game. There was no explanation that this was a video game. There was no explanation prior to this that it was going to be like a dragon street fight. So I just didn't understand what was happening. It was confusing. And Don Callis, yeah, Don Callis was talking. He was like narrating it. While they're showing clips from a video game and they're showing AEW clips. And yeah. Yeah, it was not not well done. Not well done at all, no. Uh, Didn't, didn't. Well, it 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 was a good video game commercial, but it didn't get me hyped for the street fight at all. No, but the game looked the cool. game looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Renee is with Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. The Golden Jets. The Golden Jets ahead of their eight man street fight. Uh, the young bucks come up and start bitching about Chris Jericho, and they eventually challenge the Golden Jets to a match. If the Golden Jets win, they win the number one contendership to the AEW Tag Team titles. And this is going to be at full gear. 
Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. That mm-hmm. sounds like a hot match to me. Well, and if the Young Bucks win, Jericho and Kenny are no more. Oh, right. That's the other stipulation. Yeah. yeah. Right. So there's some, some big things on the line here. Mm-hmm. I think we might see Jericho and Kenny getting a title shot. This is kind of what I'm leaning towards. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't see them getting split up. No. Plus, there's so much split. more you can do with the story of like the jealousy of the young bucks and stuff. Yeah. They're setting up some really good stuff. Remember when AEW used to have no stories and we used to complain about it all the time? I do. They fixed it, and it's delightful. They do. They've got some stories going, and they are good. Yeah. yeah. I've been enjoying. Enjoying it. And I'm not even really a big story person. I care way more about the wrestling. But I can see now more clearly why stories are fun. Yeah. Uh, They've got some stories going and and they're not predictable. I I don't know where most of them are going. And that's a a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I love being surprised in wrestling because a lot of times I can, you know, I've been a wrestling fan for a long time and, uh, a lot of times I can predict a lot of things and that get, that gets, you know, gets a little boring. Uh, so when I can be surprised, I love it. I love being surprised in wrestling. Um, and AEW, you know, looks like they're going to deliver on that with some of these stories. So good. Uh, up next, we have the ring of honor world television title match. Samoa Joe, the champion Defending against Keith Lee. Lots of chops. Lots of punches. (laughs) Uh, Joe locked on the Coquina Clutch and knocked out Keith Lee to win the match. This match was not much of anything. I give it two bones out of five. Lots of chops. Lots of punches. Uh, Any two guys could have gone out there and had this match. Uh, yeah, no, no spark, no, uh, yeah, not much of anything. Yeah, I got, I got, I don't have much good to say about it. It was just kind of there. This is the match with a crappy power bomb. We were watching, when we watched, uh, Survivor Survivor Series Series 94. 94 yesterday, there was like a good power bomb and it made me think of like a really crappy power bomb I saw that week and I couldn't remember what match it was or who it was with a crappy power bomb where they like let go midair instead of actually slamming the person down mm-hmm. and it was Keith Lee. Oh. Crappy power bomb. So, yeah, I'll just we'll just move on from the match. Uh after the match, uh, Samoa Joe grabs the mic and says that he's vacating the Ring of Honor television title, which is wild because he's been the longest reigning uh, world television champion ever in Ring of Honor. And he says uh, because he's that serious about pursuing the world title, that he's vacating the TV title to put his sole focus on winning uh, MJF's world title. This was, like, jaw-dropping. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Talking about, like, surprises from AEW storylines. Like, I would never have guessed that. And I just love the fact that Joe 
beat the crap out of someone so he wouldn't lose his title just to then vacate it. Right. Delightful. Yeah. I love Joe. Yeah, that was a good a good move. And, you know, a lot of people in the internet wrestling community, I saw the day after, you know, people always are second-guessing this, second-guessing that. And they're complaining. They're like, why didn't he just drop it to Keith Lee? Because this is like the most boss move ever. Right, because it's a boss move to beat somebody, retain it, and then vacate it. Yeah. yeah. And it would have killed Joe's momentum. Yeah, it says lose to, to Lee. To lose to Keith Lee. Yeah, who's not beaten anybody. Yeah. And forever. And forever. Yeah. So they made the right call. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Why Keith Lee was in the match to begin with, I'm not I'm not sure even that. Um, yeah, I thought he had like a storyline going with Shane Taylor, but they he, haven't. He does, but nothing has come yeah. of that yet. I don't know what what's up with that. Yeah. Uh, next up, international champion Orange Cassidy is with FTW champion Hook. Cassidy says he needs to beat Moxley uh, for his international title to feel right, and at full gear he will beat Moxley. And this was a serious Orange Cassidy. There was no joking around, no silliness Mm -hmm. to him. He was dead serious. And he said, you know, basically he lost the international title to Moxley, who lost it to Ray Phoenix, and Cassidy got it back from from Phoenix, right? Mm. And he said since he didn't win it back from Moxley, it just doesn't feel right. So he, he feels he has to beat Moxley for this second reign to feel right. I think this is the most words we've heard Orange Cassidy say at one time since he did that, like, debate with Chris Jericho, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, this was a good good promo. It was nice to... Because it's so funny, like, he's good at talking, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, his character doesn't talk, really. And so it's, it was nice to get to hear him speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, the guns with... Juice Robinson took on the Bollywood boys. Uh, the Guns won. It was a squash match. They hit the 310 to Yuma. Got the pin and the win. Uh, they got on the mic, talked trash, and told MJF to get a partner because otherwise they're going to win easily. And we see MJF watching on a monitor in the back. Samoa Joe walks up. MJF walks away. So who knows what's going to happen with this Ring of Honor uh, tag team title match at the pay-per-view. Right now it's MJF and no one uh, defending the belt against uh, the guns. So Well, MJF and no one beat the righteous. That's true. Much to my dismay. That's true. Was it no one? Yeah. Yeah, it was no one. It was no one, that's true. Uh, Now we get John Moxley. He cuts a promo on Orange Cassidy, telling him it's on as soon as they arrive in Los Angeles. Uh, He says as soon as they arrive at the airport, it's on if he sees them. And uh, and then Wheeler Utah has a token line at the end calling Hook Pretty Boy. 
So I don't know if they're going to have Wheeler, Yuta, and Hook have a have a feud or something. Maybe a zero-hour match? Maybe. I don't know. It seems, like, unnecessary to have Yuta, one, there, but two, to have this, like, add-on line at the end. It kind of, for me, took the fire out of Moxley's bit for Yuta to be like, oh, yeah, me too. I want to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Seemed a little awkward. It was awkward. Um, but like I said, it it... It seems like the only reason they would have done it is if Yuta is having a match against Hook, mm-hmm. you know. Otherwise, there was it's it was pointless. Yeah. Uh, so it was awkward. And I guess it was awkward and maybe has a point to it. Uh, but Moxley's promo was good, uh, as usual. You know, Moxley's one of the best uh, talkers in AEW. I think. I just I disagree. You disagree? You're crazy. All of his promos are exactly the same. This was a Moxley promo, as is every Moxley promo. He paces. He talks in a voice like this, where he's like fast and cutting and like rubbing his fist and he's saying the exact same thing every time. And I he doesn't just, say the exact same thing every time. He says almost the exact same thing every time. You're wrong. No. You, Moxley's, Moxley's promos all sound identical. He has like one level, and that's like the Moxley level. You're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. He's like, he's he's always at like a 10, you know? Or no, not, he's not, not a 10. He's always at like an 8. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, no, because you, you're wrong. We'll agree to disagree. Anyways. And you can just be wrong over there. So who knows if, if we'll get Moxley attacking Orange Cassidy, you know, at the at the airport or something like that. That'd be interesting to see if we if we actually do get a footage of that. Uh next we get Wardlow with a it's a promo slash workout video. And uh Wardlow telling MJF he's coming for him. I thought you meant, like, an aerobics video. No. And I was like, I don't remember him doing any aerobics. No. But you mean a video of him working out. Of him out. working out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did I miss that? No. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> up next, Julia Hart versus Red Velvet. And this is Red Velvet uh, returning. I hadn't seen her in a long time. Mm-hmm. I, had feels never, like, I had never seen her, feels so like. it's been a long time. Uh, and this was a good match, good back and forth uh, between these two ladies. Red Velvet looked good in her return. Julia Hart looked good. I I diss on her a lot because she's uh, she's had a push, and honestly, throughout most of the push, has looked pretty shitty. Uh, but she looked good here. It's the best I've seen her look. Yeah, and uh, she hit a moonsault press for the pin and the win. And I gave this match four bones out of five. It was an entertaining match. Good match. After the match, Hart put Velvet in the Heartless. Sky Blue comes out. And then TBS champion Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale come out. Statlander protects Sky Blue, kind of steps in between them. uh, And then they leave... Willow Nightingale assists Red Velvet, and they leave. Um, 
So we've got uh, got some things going here in the women's division, and they all seem to center around Julia Hart. Uh, sure. All seem to center around Julia Hart and the the mist that she blew into Sky Blue's face and the mist that she blew into Willow Nightingale's face. And Willow has gotten over it, and Sky Blue has not gotten over it. And it gave Sky Blue, apparently, the power to... <laughs> blow blue mist which she did uh, a week ago or two weeks ago a week ago um so i'm not sure how that how it's all going to shake out but that's that's what's going on right now Uh, uh, next up rj city introduces mariah may fresh off a stint in stardom and I've seen some clips of her, and she is really good. Uh, she says she's in AEW because Tony Storm's in AEW, so they're playing up like you know she Tony Storm is her idol, type thing. Hmm. And uh, and that's the introduction of Mariah May, just in a in a quick uh, two minute uh, promo with RJ City, and hopefully we see her in the ring sooner rather than later uh, because AEW could use it, could use mm-hmm. her and uh, I think she'll be great for AEW yeah. Yeah. Uh, out, of, out of the little I've seen of her, I think she'll, she'll be a big hit for AEW yes you heard it here first folks mm-hmm. alright and now the main event of Dynamite the uh, world title number one contender match. The the winner receives the world title shot at full gear. Uh, we have Jay White with Bullet Club Gold versus Mark Briscoe. Uh, Jay White spikes Briscoe and then hits the Blade Runner for the pin and the win. And this match was uh, was a lot of back and forth. These guys really got into a groove, and they were cooking before White got the win. And uh, I gave this match four and a half bones. It was uh, it was pretty darn good. And I, I tell you, I take it back. I said that the MJF and uh, mm-hmm. Garcia match was the match of the night. I take it back. Yeah, this... this was the match of the night. The Jay White and uh, Briscoe match was the match of the night. I was going to bring that up if you didn't, that this was my match of the night. Yeah, this was the match of the night. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but two four-and-a-half-bone matches on Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite has been on it lately with several four-and-a-half-bone four matches on on each edition of Dynamite lately. We also had two squash matches on Dynamite. Yeah, and several squash matches, and that's not great. Uh so after Jay White's win, MJF comes out to get his belt back, uh, but uh, Jay White runs away, so he doesn't get it back. MJF grabs the mic and tells Jay White that pretty soon his playtime is over, so he better have enjoyed his time with the Triple B, the belt. Uh, we cut to the back where four masked assailants are beating up the acclaimed and daddy ass, And then they even throw Anthony Bowens through a window. And then the devil appears. MJF goes running to help them. And he gets to the back and, you know, they're all 
just laying there. Uh, Samoa Joe walks up, says, Looks like you're running out of friends, champ. Or are you? Uh, Samoa Joe then walks away laughing as MJF just observes the scene and the show goes off the air. Yeah, so how hard is it to be like, medic, medic, someone come help. Yeah. Like, MJF just stood there looking at them like curled up in balls on the ground. Yeah. I did not care for that. Yeah, he probably should have called for a medic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he thought he was going to do to help. Yeah, he, he just looked at them. He's not trained. No. Yeah. Anthony Bowens got fucked up, got thrown through a window. Yeah. Which looked to be fake glass. <laughs> if we're going back to that thing. CM Punk would be pleased. So there were several uh, CM Punk references, as it seemed. MJF called himself the real world champion, if you want to take that as a CM Punk reference. Uh... Somebody got thrown through fake glass. And that's a CM Punk reference if you want to take it that way. Uh, what else? There was one more. I, that I, on I don't remember what it was. There though. was one more. There was a definite... Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Kenny Omega told the Young Bucks to stop acting like children. Oh, yes, he did. That, was, that, yeah. was de- <laughs> that, seemed the, <laughs> that seemed like the most obvious reference. That seemed to be a CM Punk <laughs> yeah. reference. Uh so I don't I don't fucking know what's going on with these seemingly seemingly obvious CM Punk references. I think they could just be like a couple or could could be stretches. Yeah. No, but I think a couple are just like them messing with us. Yeah. You think so? I think that's I think that's more likely than CM Punk is coming back to AEW. But we'll see. Now here's the thing is that as far as CM Punk being the devil, the the quote unquote firing of CM Punk and him him assaulting uh, Jack Perry never went further than wrestling. Mm-hmm. Never went further than a wrestling angle. Nobody got sued. Uh, no no assault charges were filed, mm-hmm. and Tony Khan was quote quote, in fear for his life. Mm-hmm. And nobody got sued out of the whole thing. And no assault charges were filed for, for the this son of a billionaire in, in fear of his life. And, you know, this young man, you know, assaulted in the back room with all these witnesses. Charges weren't filed for the Kenny Omega Young Bucks fight either. Correct. Uh no no I'm not sure about that because everyone says they can't talk about it so I'm not sure about all that mm. I'm not sure I'm not sure. Well, if charges were filed, it would be public record. I'm not sure if that's true either. I'm not sure how all that works. Some some states it is, and some states uh, it isn't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I assume some states things get sealed. Mm-hmm. Uh. And especially if you're Tony Khan, I'm sure you can get things sealed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that shit works Mm -hmm. in America. With the bags of money? Yeah, with the bags of money. Yeah. Um, But it never went further than that. AEW is still selling CM Punk merchandise on their website. 
mm-hmm. not at clearance prices either at regular price. Yeah, it's money maker. It's money maker, sure, but he doesn't work there, so. Yeah, but I bet his merchandise contract is different from his wrestling contract. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So. Well, I have a friend who said that this was a work when it happened. And he has stuck by that as far as I know. Uh, and I'll be shocked if he is correct. Who is that? Adam. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because it was like a discipline committee or something like that was who met to talk about CM Punk's future in AEW. And right. And was like, we've never heard of this before. Yeah. Never Didn't ever seem to exist. Yeah, it didn't. It seemed like a made-up thing. Right. But. A lot of, a lot of things around that seem I to so be. I still hope that it. That seem to be. True. Seem to be phony. If CM Punk is the devil, like, give AEW every award there is in wrestling. (laughs) If this was just, like, the biggest long con work, I would, I would stand up and applaud them. It would be something else. It would be something else. Like I said, I, I, my money is on Adam Cole. But I I will say that there is a little a little glimmer that that it could be CM Punk, mm-hmm. and that would be so uh, that would be so <laughs> amazing. That would be like one of the best stories in wrestling, yeah, like history. But they've like run him down, yeah. At this point, you know, mm-hmm. um. So I guess he just would be a heel you know he'd have to be oh if cm punk came back and it was heel cm punk oh my god i would die (sighs) anyway let's move on let's move on to collision collision aew collision november 11th 2023 they were in oakland california and they had their uh, you know, little short promos before the before the show starts. We had Sting, Darby Allen, Adam Copeland promo. Then we had a Lance Archer, Righteous, Jake the Snake promo. Then we had a Le Faction and Gobernables promo. Then we had a Don Callis and Powerhouse Hobbs promo. Had a bunch of them. Then we had a Daniel Garcia promo. Then we had an Andrade Elidolo promo. And that was all of them. Uh, first match of the night, Andrade Elidolo versus Daniel Garcia, accompanied by Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange. Are you not going to say who Andrade was accompanied by? I just was getting ready to. Okay. CJ Perry comes out with Andrade. Uh, so every man so far who's been associated with CJ Perry has caught a beating. And Andrade seems to be the first man who has not caught a beating mm-hmm. for being associated with C.J. Perry. Uh, Daniel Garcia danced at her during the match, and uh, he was distracted by her several times. She's a very good-looking woman. Uh, Andrade hit a back elbow 
followed by a figure four leg lock turned into a figure eight. Uh, you know, his wife, Charlotte, does that move. And Daniel Garcia tapped out. This was a good match, good opener. Uh, these two worked well together. Four bones out of five for the opener. I think CJ Perry needs to go to Maria Canales Bennett Manager School. What do you mean by that? I mean, she needs to learn how to be a manager. She just stood there for, like, most of the match. At one point, she, like, rhythmically banged on the ring apron trying to get the crowd, like, into the match. But she was beating too fast for the crowd to, like, join in clapping. And when you have, like... Prince Nana, Don Callis, these level of managers. And she comes to the table bringing seemingly nothing besides the fact that she's attractive, which is something. But I would love it if she had a personality to go with being attractive so that she wasn't only bringing I distract men because I'm attractive to the table. You know, like Maria Connells Bennett, who manages the kingdom on Ring of Honor anyway, uh, is super attractive, uh, but is also a fantastic manager. Like, she helps them cheat, she gets into the matches, she gets involved, she does commentary, she's she's great, you mm-hmm. know? And so I just feel like if this is going to be the role C.J. Perry has in the company, she needs to diversify her portfolio. That seemed to work here for Andrade. Got the win. Yeah, I'm not crediting C.J. Perry with that. I'm crediting the fact that Andrade is better than Daniel Garcia. Okay. Uh, After the match, we see that Miro has seen everything on a backstage monitor. Uh, Not clear what he thought about it. Yeah, he didn't seem upset, but he did keep touching the monitor. And, like, it kept, like, getting all these, like, blue wavy things from him touching it. Yeah. It was, it was odd. It was odd. It was like he was a monster who had never seen a television, television monitor before. before. Yeah. So what, you think we're going to see more of C.J. Perry with Andrade? You, gonna, you think we're going to see more C.J. Perry clients? Do you think, think Andrade is going to get beat up by Miro? I don't think so. You think we're going to get an Andrade-Miro feud? Ooh, I would love that, to do something interesting with both of those people that they, they have not do been do anything, anything with. with. Yeah, yeah that would be, be awesome. And that would be finally a match where it's like, I don't know who's going to win. That would be exciting. Yeah. And have it be on collision. I could be down with that. And that was the thing with this edition of Collision. It was a, it was a good show, uh, but... The matches were ultra predictable. Like, we knew every single winner before the match began. Yes. It was obvious who was going to win before the match began. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so that's it, that's no good, yeah. you know, because when you got that on a wrestling show, that's taken away the whole reason to watch the wrestling show. Mm-hmm. That should not be the case, where every match is predictable. It's going to be the the case where some are predictable mm-hmm. for sure, but every last one should not be uh, predictable. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's what we got on on this this edition of Collision. 
Uh, up next, we had Nick Wayne, accompanied by TNT champion Christian and Luchasaurus. And he took on Dalton Castle, accompanied by the boys. And, of course, Dalton Castle did his entrance, the best entrance in wrestling. Uh, Luchasaurus tried to interfere, but the boys prevented him. Uh, they then got double choke slammed on the arena floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a brutal-looking spot. Uh, Dalton Castle wrestled a nice match. He really used his amateur wrestling background to uh, to his advantage to kind of flummox Nick Wayne and take advantage for a large portion of this match. You know, he was in control for a for a great portion of it over Nick Wayne. Uh, he hit a nice release German suplex to Dalton Castle. But eventually, Nick Wayne hit a Cody cutter, you know, where Cody Rhodes, you know, where he jumps from one mm-hmm. of the ropes Rex, and hits a yeah. diamond cutter. Mm-hmm. So Nick Wayne, I don't, I don't know what he calls it, but he hit a Cody cutter uh, for the pin and the win on Dalton Castle. Is that the Wayne's World, or is the Wayne's World something different? Because that's his finisher, is the Wayne's World. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, we should find out, but I'm not sure. Uh, but Nick Wayne hit that for the pin and the win. Uh, gave this match three and a half bones out of five. Uh, it was pretty good, but um, didn't didn't really have a a lot of a lot of fire mm-hmm. behind it. You know, yeah. They didn't they didn't get too too fired up to get get really going like they should have. I'm not sure if that's because of how green Nick Wayne is. Um, I probably would attribute it to that. Um, you know, I just haven't seen Nick Wayne have a great match yet. So I'd probably attribute it to, to just how new he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had good matches. Yeah, yeah. We're not saying no, he's, he's good. Not good. No, he's yeah. talented, yeah, for making, sure. Making sure people know. Yeah, he's talented for sure. Well, it's three and a half bones. That's a good rating. Yeah. That's a good rating. Um, yeah, Nick Wayne got the win there. Uh, up next, we have a Hangman Page promo on Swerve saying that their full gear match is going to be a Texas death match. He also says that he's taking Swerve to hell, and every November, he's going to take a walk with his son to piss on Swerve's grave. So some strong words from Hangman <laughs> Page, yeah? Yeah. So basically saying that he's going to murder Swerve Strickland mm-hmm. and then relive the anniversary of the murder by taking his son to piss on Swerve's grave every November. Mm-hmm. So fuck. We'll see if that yeah. happens. His son might have to make a solo trip because I'm pretty sure he would be in jail. Yeah. Well... Yeah. Premeditation and whatnot, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna murder someone, you shouldn't really advertise it on national television. True. A week before you do it. True. And that feud is going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Going pretty well. And we'll see how they do it. Every time I see a Texas death match, it seems to be done differently. You know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how they do it. Uh, a lot of times it. it it seems to end up being like a last man standing match. 
Sometimes it's you do a you get a fall, you get a pin or a submission, and then you have ten seconds to get up afterwards. Mm-hmm. I believe that's the a Texas death match mm-hmm. is when you have a fall and then you have ten seconds to get up, and if you do, the match continues yeah that's that's a true Texas death match, so you can have multiple falls. The match is not over until you cannot answer that ten count after a fall. Um, but so we'll see how they do it on Saturday. Uh, next up, we had Roosh and Dralistico of LFI, and they were accompanied by Preston Vance and Jose, and they took on the Work Horsemen. Uh, this, they, they gave more time than I expected. Mm-hmm. I expected a squash match, and that is not what we got here. Yeah. We got a pretty good contest. And Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, the work horsemen, mm-hmm. showed what they had. And uh, they had some moves here. Um, yeah, they don't usually put the work horsemen in squash matches. Like, they'll job them out, obviously, but they don't usually squash them. Yeah. And uh, they they hit some moves, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Roosh hit, uh, I'll just call it, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Or as he calls it, Hearns, uh, for the pin and the win. That's the move where uh, J.D. Drake was prone in the corner and Roosh comes in with a basement drop kick. And he pinned him after that. Gave this match three and a half bones out of five. Pretty good tag team match. Um, Glad to see Drillistico wrestling again. It's been a while. True, it has been a while. It has been quite a while, I feel like, since mm-hmm. I've seen him. Yeah. But Rush and Drillistico, um, moving up in the tag team ranks, moving up in the world. Next, we see the House of Black, and they state that the kings of the Black Throne, that's Malachi Black and Brody King, They say they're coming after Big Bill and Ricky Stark's World Tag Team titles. Uh, Julia Hart says she's unsure why Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue keep rejecting her gift. I guess that's her spitting on them. Uh, And she's unsure why TBS champion Chris Statlander keeps interjecting herself into Julia's business. Julia challenges Willow tonight on Collision, and if she wins, she gets a, is that right? If she wins, she gets a TBS title match at full gear. Mm-hmm. They, they clarify it later on in the, in the evening. Okay. Uh, next, we see TBS champion Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale. Statlander will defend in a triple threat match at full gear. One challenger being the winner of the Julia Hart-Willow Nightingale match. And the other challenger being the winner of a Red Velvet versus Sky Blue match that's still to come. Up next, Roderick Strong with The Kingdom taking on Darius Martin. Uh, The Kingdom shout about how brave Roderick Strong is throughout the match, Uh, and they made a big show of him getting out of his wheelchair 
and taking off his neck brace to get into the ring before the mm-hmm. match. Uh, Roderick Strong looked very good here. He's very good in the ring. Yes. He, he is a technician. Nice to see him wrestle. Yes, it is. Uh, and eventually, and Darius Martin uh, got in some moves as well. Um, Roderick Strong eventually hit the sick kick, followed by the end of heartache for the pin and the win. Gave this one four bones out of five. Good win for Roderick Strong. Uh, And he looked great. After the match, the Kingdom carried out the wiener punch on Darius Martin. And after the wiener punch, Action Andretti ran out for the save, but was too late. For his wiener had already been punched, you see. I see. Up next, Tony Khan is with Brian Danielson as they announce the AEW Continental Classic, their version of New Japan's G1 tournament. And the first entrant is Brian Danielson. And uh, later in the news section, we're going to break down how how exactly that tournament works. But I'm very excited about it. That's something I actually, uh, many episodes ago, had uh, said I I wanted something like New Japan's G1 in AEW. So I'm very glad that they're they're bringing us that. Uh, Very glad Brian Danielson's going to be in it. Very Mm -hmm. excited to see who the rest of the entrants are. Yeah, me too. Um, before they started talking about the Continental Classic, they announced that Brian Danielson will be at All In in 2024, which seems a little premature. It seems a little premature, yeah. yeah. As as injury-prone as Brian Danielson is, to announce him for any show... While his head is, like, actively wrapped. Right. For To announce him for any show is absurd. Yeah. He misses a lot of shows. Because of injuries. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of silly to announce him for that. It's like, why, why are you even doing that? Announcing yeah. him for a show in, what, July? Well, I think t- tickets go on sale. I but mean, I think people assume if he's healthy, he's going to be in the show anyway. Right. You know, like, but It was weird. It was an odd announcement. Mm-hmm. It's like, he'll be there as long as he's not injured like he is right now. Uh, up next was the world title eliminator match, uh, or excuse me, TBS title eliminator match between Julia Hart and Willow Nightingale. And Julia Hart was accompanied by Brody King of the House of Black. Uh, Julia Hart hid behind Brody King several times during the match, and of course Willow Nightingale, a strong lady, but no match for big Brody King. So that pretty much... Uh, gave Julia Hart a, a moment of timeout, a moment of moment of bliss, to uh, to genuflect and uh, re reabsorb. What is wrong with you? The... She just got a break. Just say she got a break. <laughs> she got a break in the match. Uh, they botched a power bomb spot. Uh, I believe Julia Hart was supposed to land on her feet, and she landed on her butt. It looked uh, like it hurt. Yeah, it looked like it hurt. Landed right on her tailbone. 
Hart then climbed the turnbuckle and hit a moonsault for the pin and the win. So despite the botched powerbomb, this was a, a fun match. It was a good match. Uh, give it three and a half bones out of five. I feel like it was an abrupt ending. It was an abrupt ending, yeah. Seemed to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the ending, not great, but the rest of the match was good, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the three mm-hmm. and a half bones out of five. Oh, yeah, you should, you should. So, Julia Hart is in the TBS title triple threat at the pay-per-view. Can I point out that we are getting two... Women's matches at an AEW pay per view. Yep. I was so excited when they announced this three way because it meant that we were getting two women's matches yeah, we got on one show. Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm mm-hmm. for the world title, and then we're getting a TBS title match as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a nice, nice advancement. Yeah. I hope they keep it up. WWE usually does two at a pay per view. Don't they? Two or three, yeah. Two or three at a pay-per-view, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rarely three. Well, sometimes they do both women's titles and then the women's tag titles. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. yeah. Um, I like the bigger shows. Yeah, yeah. But uh, either way, it's nice to, nice to see two, because AEW hardly ever does yeah. two women's matches on a show, uh, especially mm-hmm. on a pay-per-view. Because well, because frankly, they they usually have some really good men's matches, mm-hmm. you know, for the pay per views. Um, but I, I'm always a proponent for two women's matches per show, so I stick by that. Um, up next, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. The World Tag Team Champions were informed that they're facing LFI, FTR, and the Kings of the Black Throne in a four-way match for their titles at full gear. And uh, they they seem to take it in stride, you know? They seemed pretty upset. They seemed to take it in stride. They were rather distraught at having to do this. You think so? Yes. Okay. Up next, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Alexander. Hobbs hit a power slam for the pin and the win. A squash match. After the match, Don Callis and Kyle Fletcher came uh, came down. Uh, Callis hypes the street fight happening on Dynamite. Uh, They go down to the commentary table and insult Paul White. Hobbs and Paul White are face-to-face. Paul White clears off the announce table, gets up uh, as though he's about to fight Hobbs, uh, but nothing transpires, and the Callis family leaves. It was a good spot. Mm-hmm. It was a good spot. Um, FTR next cuts a promo that they're not concerned about the other teams in the four-way match. It is their goal to become three-time AEW World Tag Team Champions. And up next, the Collision main event. We have Sting, Darby Allin, and Adam Copeland taking on Lance Archer and the Righteous, accompanied by Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. 
this was a fun match. Uh, good main event. Uh, it was just fun seeing Sting in there with the Righteous. Sting's retirement tour continues to give us some fun matchups. It was fun seeing Sting in there with Lance Archer. You know, seeing Sting in there with people you you never expected to see Sting fighting. Um, and then eventually uh, Adam Copeland got tagged in at the end. Uh, and then we're seeing Adam Copeland in there with the Righteous. And that's that's something, you know, if you said a year ago you're going to see Edge versus the Righteous, you know, people tell you you're crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, or six months ago, even. Mm-hmm. Tell you you're going to see Edge versus the Righteous on Collision on Saturday night. They tell you you're crazy. And I would have, I would have thought Edge would have moved, Adam Copeland, you know, would have moved the needle a little more than he has for AEW, but... Mm-hmm. uh he really hasn't had any effect on their ratings, you know? Yeah. No effect. Uh, things have just gone on as usual for them. Uh, anyways, uh, have they not promoted him enough or, you know? Maybe Edge fans were already watching AEW. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there aren't that many Edge fans anymore. Yeah. So Sting hit a stinger splash and Adam Copeland hit a spear on Vincent for the pin and the win. Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland pick up the win in this trios match. Good match. Four bones. This was the match of the night on Collision. Like I said, it was a good show. Just a very predictable show. Very uh, by-the-numbers mm-hmm. show. Uh, just a very let's-get-them-out-there-and-get-their-win show. So what was your match for the week? Was it this three-way or uh, trios match, or was it the... Um... The Mark Briscoe, Jay White No, match of the week was Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. I agree. On uh, Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Match of the week. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed it uh, going into it. Um, I thought it was going to be a heck of a match. Yeah, I might have guessed it. But, yeah, match of the week, Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. Uh, So after the match, Christian, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne came out. They stayed by the entryway, and Christian posed with his TNT title and stared down the baby faces. And Collision went off the air. So what did you think of that edition of Collision? I mean, you kind of already hit on my main complaint. I found it to be way too predictable. But I did not predict the round-robin continental... What's it called? Continental... Continental classic. Classic. Uh, I did not predict that happening, so that was exciting. That's cool. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. I Mm -hmm. love it. And we got several new matches for full gear, so that was exciting, too. Oh, yeah, that was exciting. The announcements were exciting, and the matches were good, but just predictable, which I did not care for. Yeah. So what's next? News or rankings? Whatever. Let's do the news. (laughs) AEW News. The Continental Classic will begin November 22nd on AEW Dynamite. Brian Danielson is the first entrant. It's a 12-man round-robin tournament. 
the entrants are divided into two groups of six. The league finals will be on December 27th, and the tournament finals will be December 30th at the World's End pay-per-view. Matches will appear on all three shows, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision. So I'm excited for this tournament. Uh, It's going to be a a fun time. Uh, We're going to get some, uh, going to try and get some big boards in here uh, to keep track. So watch out for us and uh, pointing at big boards. I can't wait to point at the big boards with the standings. Uh, three-way women's TBS title match and a four-way men's AEW tag title match announced for full gear. Uh, Page and Swerve Texas Death Match also announced for full gear. Brian Cage has been added uh, to the Dynamite Street Fight on Wednesday. He added to the Don Callis family team. Yeah, can I talk about that for a second? Sure. What's up with that? Because he's part of the Mogul Embassy. Yeah. I don't want him leaving the Mogul Embassy and joining the Don Callis family. That's not what's happening, right? They're just borrowing him? I think they're just borrowing him. Okay. He's out on loan. Yeah. Uh, There's uh, an AEW Rampage match was pulled this week. Uh, uh, Metalik, excuse me versus Commander, was pulled when Metalik refused to lose to Commander. So that sucks. You know, Metalik, one of my favorites in AEW. Commander, also one of my favorites in AEW. I thought more of Metalik than than refusing to job. He just sees himself as better than Commander, unfortunately. And he he is definitely a bigger star than Commander, but you know everybody has to lose, sometime. So and plus, when was the last time we saw Metal League wrestle? Yeah, true. Like you're finally gonna be on the show, and then you're gonna refuse to be on the show. Seems weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the bunny was removed from the AEW roster page. She and AEW have mutually agreed to part ways. I'm not sure if she'll show up in another promotion uh, or if she's done with wrestling. I'm not sure. Uh, Who knows? Uh, News came out that a CW executive, the, the TV network, CW, a CW executive approached Tony Khan about Ring of Honor, uh, making a Ring of Honor deal in 2022. And Tony Khan was not interested in doing it. You know, uh, liked Ring of Honor the way it is with, with the Honor Club, the subscription service. Uh, Mariah May signed with AEW, and as you heard, she made her debut this week in a interview segment with RJ City. Uh, the Righteous have been added to the AEW roster website. So officially now part of the AEW roster. The Dynamite ratings uh, are down slightly this week. Uh, Jim Ross, good old JR, is uh, in ill health He's taking a few weeks off of AEW programming 
to let his leg heal. So thoughts and uh, and good wishes out to Jim Ross. Uh, you know, one of the uh, key figures in wrestling over the last uh, 30 years. Uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Mark Br- Briscoe's knee is feeling great after his return from surgery. So that is great news. And uh, that is all the news that's fit to print. So where do you want to go to? Rankings? Rankings. Rankings. Top 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 uh, number five this week, ma- making the list for the first time, Red Velvet. Number four this week, up one spot from number five, Chris Statlander, the TBS champion. Number three this week, jumping back on the list, uh, getting a, a TBS title shot at the pay-per-view, Julia Hart. Number two on the list, up one spot from number three last week, Tony Storm. Of course, the number one contender to the world title. And staying number one on the list, the AEW World Women's Champion, Hikaru Shida. So number one, Hikaru Shida. Number two, Tony Storm. Number three, Julia Hart. Number four, Chris Statlander. Number five, Red Velvet. Where do you want to go next? Men or teams? Yeah, let's do men. men. So for the men, number five, uh, returning to the list, Andrade El Idolo. Staying at number four from last week, Swerve Strickland. Uh, jumping back on the list, the now former Ring of Honor World Television Champion, Samoa Joe at number three. At number two, the number one contender for the world title, Jay White. And staying at number one, the AEW world champion and one half of the Ring of Honor world tag team champions, MJF. So we've got number one, MJF, number two, Jay White, number three, Samoa Joe, number four, Swerve Strickland, number five, Andrade El Idolo. And the teams, last but not least... Uh, Number five, back on the chart, The Guns. Number four, back on the chart, Sting and Darby Allen. Number three, making the chart for the first time, Roosh and Dralistico. They have the uh, World Tag Team title shot at the pay-per-view. Number two, up two spots from number four last week, the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And staying at number one, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass, the AEW World Trios Champions. So number one, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Number two, Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Number three, Roosh and Dralistico. Number four, Sting and Darby Allen. Number five, The Guns. Up next, the... 
question of the week. All right, folks, so the topic of the week, uh, the Continental Classic is coming up starting November 27th, I believe. 22nd. 22nd. <laughs> November 22nd. Uh, there's going to be 12 men. Uh, the first one is Brian Danielson. So we thought we here at No Bones About Wrestling would help AEW pick the final 11 men. So we're going to have a, a little conversation here about who should be the remaining 11 men in the Continental Classic. And so what we're going to do is we're going to make a list, and we both have to agree for the man to get in to the list. Um, and so if someone, if, if someone picks someone, like, for instance... K like is, I, I'm definitely going to say Mark Briscoe. Is picking Mark Briscoe. I'm going to table him. Which which is not saying no to him, but it's putting him on like a maybe list. Yeah. So as we get closer to that 11th and 12th spot, we can revisit the idea of right. Mark Briscoe, who totally deserves to be in the yeah. Continental Classic. So he's on a, on a maybe list for right now because mm-hmm. we don't both agree. Yeah. Do you want to go back and forth suggesting people, like, take turns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's not my first pick, first of all. Let me make that clear. I just knew that he was one that I'm going to want that you were probably... Wait, we just did it. We already did it. Okay, okay. We did it already. Well, I just meant, like, I don't want the listeners to think that I think that Mark Briscoe is, like, the second best wrestler in AEW, you know? I just think he has a place in the classic. Okay. Yeah. We did it already. Yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, Swerve Strickland. Yes. Swerve Strickland. Okay. So we got, we're both, we both agree. So Swerve has been on quite a roll lately. Uh, it's looked great in the ring. Uh, it's been pulling out moves I've not seen from him before. So yeah, let's put him in the Continental Classic. Okay. It's like Kenny Omega. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, of course. Kenny Omega. All right, so we've got three. This this may be easier than uh, than we thought. Kenny Omega, one of the best wrestlers in the world. Of course he's in. Um, I'll tell you who, who I would like to see is Sting. I would like it to be part of his retirement tour. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right. I think it would be a fitting part of his tour to lose gracefully in the Continental Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I agree. Um, I'm going to say Juice Robinson. I'm going to table that one. Fair enough. I I am going to say, uh, I'm going to say MJF. Yeah. MJF. I guess I should say Jay White. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Jay White. I thought he was the obvious choice, so I went with Juice Robinson first. (laughs) So let's see. So far, we've got... So we've got our first group of uh, of six. Uh, 
Got Brian Danielson, Swerve Strickland, Kenny Omega, Sting, MJF, and Jay White. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty good. It does. Okay. I bet the, the last six. We'll see how the last six shake out. Let's see. It's going to be different. It's your turn. Okay. I'm going to go with. Can I can I pick people who were, who are not like officially AEW? I don't think so because okay. if we could, I would have done that already twice. Okay. Damn uh, it. But I think you were gonna put Vikingo in I it. I was gonna put Elijo Del Vikingo yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think you can do that. God damn it. Okay. Well. Fuck. Well, he belongs in it. There's lots of luchadors that are actually part of AEW that you can put in the closet. I'm going to say... How about Andrade? Okay. Andrade Alidolo. I'm down with Andrade. Okay. I'm going to say Claudio. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm with that. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at people who I think can have a good match with anybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Because that's what you want to have is a bunch of good fucking matches. Yeah. I know, I know. Don't rush me. But yeah. So so far that's exactly what we've got is guys that can have really good matches. How about How about Bandito? I'm going to table Bandito. And table Bandito. Okay. I'm going to pick Pencil Cerro Miedo. Okay. How do you mm. go to Bandito before you go to Penta or Ray? I don't know. You went to Bandito. <laughs> I'm glad you tabled them. I'm glad you thought... I'm glad you tabled them. Well, we are doing this on the fly. I'm glad you tabled them. But when you think about great luchadors in AEW, your mind goes to Bandito first? No, they just... They... No, it doesn't. (laughs) I don't don't have the whole roster uh, in my head uh, all the time, you know? You should. I do not. So. Well, shit. Ray Phoenix. Put them mm-hmm. both in. So I'm that's that. that's ten. Okay. Both the Lucha Brothers. Okay. So we've got two spots left. 
I would like to suggest we revisit I, Mark Briscoe. I will say Mark Briscoe can be in it. Yes. I will say Mark Briscoe can be in Because he can have a good match with anybody. Yeah, he's, he's very good in the ring. He's very good. And he's fun. I will withdraw Bandito. Okay. So, last spot. So, here's who we have so far. Brian Danielson, Swerve Strickland, Kenny Omega, Sting, MJF, Jay White, Andrade Alidolo, Claudio Castagnoli, Penta El Zero Miedo, Ray Phoenix, Mark Briscoe. It's pretty good. Pretty have, good. Diverse I have, list. I have three that we should consider for the last spot. Okay. Christian. Yeah. Edge. You mean Adam, Adam Copeland? Adam Copeland yeah. and Jericho. The three, like, WWE old guys. Yeah. I feel like one of them needs to be in it. Don't you think that one of them needs to represent the older classic wrestlers? I think that would be, that would be, yeah. Apropos. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be Adam Copeland. What? No. Just for I'm, his, just I'm for saying... his story and his character, I think it needs to be Adam Copeland. He needs to win more than Christian or Jericho needs to win. He's brand new. You're saying this he a, needs to win the Continental I, no, Classic? I don't know. He doesn't need to win the whole thing. But he needs to be able to, like, prove himself in AEW. And he's only had... Has he had, a, like, a singles match yet? Or has he just... He fought had, Luchasaurus. Oh, that's right. Maybe um, that was it. Yeah. I'd say Jericho. See, Jericho's, like, my third in the rankings. Of those three? Yeah. Not not in liking. In liking, he's number one for me. Uh, so I'm fine if you want to put Jericho on, in our in our classic. I think he's in AEW original. You know, he's o- almost, been, uh, almost an original. Or, almost an original. Uh, was so think, it, was he an original? I think he was an original. He signed with them before they had the TV deal. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, let's do Jericho. If you're with Jericho. Jericho, Jericho, I'm yeah. okay with Jericho. Yeah, I love Jericho. I think that's uh, a... You know, I, also, uh, I was just intending on putting Kyle Fletcher on the list, Ooh. but he's not... There's no space We can for take him. some money out. Get your eyes off Mark Briscoe's name. He's not coming off. <laughs> he's on there. <laughs> we can take some money out. Let's take out one of the Lucha Brothers and put in... Or take out Claudio and put in Kyle Fletcher. I'm with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm with that. But he's not allowed to wear those stupid sunglasses to the ring. <laughs> that's if I'm going to put him in my tournament, that's, that's my <laughs> one qualifier. He's got to lose the sunglasses. Okay. Are we, are we happy with this list? I'm happy with this list. Do you want to run it down one more time? Run it down one more time. So... The, the No Bones About Wrestling Continental Classic lineup. Uh, Brian Danielson, who is actually in it. And then the list we made, 
Swerve Strickland, Kenny Omega, Sting, part of his retirement tour, uh, MJF, the world champion, Jay White, Andrade El Idolo, Kyle Fletcher, the young up-and-comer, Penta El Zero Miedo, Ray Phoenix, yes, both of the Lucha Brothers, Mark Briscoe, and Chris Jericho. I think that's a pretty good tournament. That sounds like a damn good tournament to me. I think so, too. Remember when you tried to put Bandito on that list? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I was. It was early. It was early, and I was... I was... I was... I'm sorry. Nothing against Bandito, but come on. It was early, and I was caught up, and I was I was trying to think of Luchadors, and he was the first one who came to mind. I don't know how I didn't think of the Lucha Brothers first. Me either. But I was thinking Luchadors, and I was like, who the fuck? I don't know why I didn't think of the Lucha Brothers. I'm glad you were here. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, so when can folks hear from us next? So folks can next hear from us. Uh, usually we do the show Sunday. This week we had to do it on Monday because we had stuff going on yesterday. Do you want to tell them what that stuff was? We did a retro watch-along of Survivor Series 1994. And if you want to see it, it is up on YouTube right now. And you can go and watch it. And uh, if you... We do a countdown, you know, to when when to press start on Peacock, uh, on Survivor Series '94, and you can pretend that you're live with us right now, if you want to go and watch it. Uh, and and Dylan uh, from Last Week in Wrestling joined us. Correct. Which was awesome. Yeah, Dylan from Last Week in Wrestling joined us as the third host, and uh, it was a fun time, uh, had by all, I think. Mm-hmm. If you missed it and want to join us live. We are doing it again uh, this Sunday, correct? We're doing it again this Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, on our YouTube channel, No Bones About Wrestling. Um, Moment of truth, have you picked which Survivor Series we're watching? I have not picked which Survivor Series we're watching, but we are we are watching uh, another retro Survivor Series this Sunday at 1 p.m., I've not picked which one. Watch our Twitter feed, and I will announce which Survivor Series we will be watching. Um, but yeah, you will next hear from us next Sunday for AEW Weekly. Uh, and like I said, next Sunday also, the retro watch-along of a retro Survivor Series at 1 p.m. And if you want to catch us on some modern watch-alongs, we will be with Dylan on Last Week in Wrestling podcast youtube channel during a dynamite watch along on wednesday and a full gear watch along on saturday mm-hmm. yeah busy week yeah it's busy full busy of wrestling week. yeah awesome awesome week all right well thanks and uh, make sure to subscribe to us so you don't miss an episode and rate us wherever you can. Five bones, five stars, whatever. Five Christmas five trees, turkeys. five turkeys, whatever they'll let you rate us. And uh, as McFoley would say, have a nice day. Bye. <laughs>